and bonjour all you gardening cats and gators. Welcome to Gardening with Cisco, October 27th. And uh, hey, I appreciate all of you that uh, tuned in. I got a lot of real nice email uh, happy birthdays from many of you. I had a wonderful birthday over in Denver uh, with uh a bunch of my burden sisters and other relatives, and uh, I did my best to help the uh, Paps Blue Ribbon Brewing Company be very successful. <laughs> oh my gosh, what a wild weekend, but really had fun. Hey, and if you're over in Denver, I really recommend going to the Denver Botanical Garden. I went there with Mary. We had such a wonderful time. They have these giant sculptures of day and the Day of the Dead Women. It is really cool. They always seem to have great sculptures. They're different. Seems like they rotate things in, but this was really, really fun. And the garden's fantastic. So if you get a chance, go there. Uh, in a minute, I'm going to uh, introduce the uh, introduce a guest. I have a couple other quick announcements. One is that. Uh, I went to the Spheres yesterday, to Amazon Spheres, uh, with Carolyn Osorio, and we did some filming there that I think is going to come out on uh, uh, various medias. But uh, next week, I'm going to have Carolyn on, and we'll tell you why we are there, because we went to see an amorphophallus in bloom, which is that great big... Uh, it's the the great big corpse flower. This thing was, you know, it can be over six feet tall and uh, just amazing. And so we'll be talking about that next week. One last little announcement, uh, and that is uh, I'm going to be on New Day on King 5 TV Monday. I, I'm on every other Monday. For some reason, I got bumped last time I was supposed to be on. I'm not sure why. But anyway... I will be talking about Nandina. So, you know, heavenly bamboo, there's so many new kinds now. They're fantastic. So I'll have a bunch with me and uh, be talking about heavenly bamboo. And it's it has a special quality you may not know about. And I'll tell you on that show. Oh, la, la. Hey, also, don't forget uh, Heronswood Nursery are having their wonderful Halloween events and that's going on tonight, and I think the weather will be pretty good for that. So uh, make sure you take that uh, terrifying trail. <laughs> I can't remember what, quite what it's called, but it's pretty spooky. I uh, I walked it, so it was a lot of fun. So uh, it's great there. You'll have a good time. Okay, now, hey, by the way, if the president comes on and says a bunch of things, we're going to go right to that, just letting you know. But right now, I am going to uh, invite my guest onto the show, Barry Hoffer from uh, Maples for All Seasons. He's been on a few times before. Hey, Barry, how you doing? How are you, my friend? Hey, Fine. doing belated, great. Uh, 39th birthday. <laughs> oh, yeah, boy, I had a really fun birthday. That was the best, I'll tell you what. I'm still waiting the for... Garden, the Botanical Garden gorgeous there. Oh, that. So you've been there, huh? We used to live there. We had a whole oh. bunch more from there. Loved it. Beautiful oh. place. Oh, it's really a great botanical garden. Every time I go, they have different art shows mixed in with all yep. the plantings. Yep. It's quite good. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's a must for anybody who goes to Denver. Yeah, I think so, too. And, it's you know, you got to pay a little to get in, but you get a lot for your money. It's quite, quite cool. Yes, you do. 
Wow. Hey, so you got some exciting things going on. For for people that don't yeah. know, Barry Hoffer, he's been on this show a number of times. He's the owner of Maples for All Seasons, and uh, he's always turning me on to these new Japanese maples <laughs> that knock your socks off. And uh, you got a, you're got you starting a new nursery in Olympia, I believe, or, or yeah. teaming up yes, with somebody. Yes, yeah, we... yeah, so, so what we did was we had our grand opening on September 29th, and it's, uh, yes, it's in Olympia, and we'll go over the address later. But, yes, yeah, we opened it up, and we've got a uh, a wonderful uh, gentleman and his son who have, I guess, uh, have been trying to get us into that nursery for about five years. It's an or- He has an ornamental grass nursery, which is really neat. And so his son said, hey, every time I come to the show in Seattle, um, you got to come to our nursery and put one in, and we would love to have maples. He says, yeah, yeah, we'll see what we can do. Finally, we did it. So we put in over 250 different maples. Wow. And yes, and it, today we're going to talk about what you and I talked about, dwarf maples. So I specialize in a lot of dwarfs, yeah, which is really neat. Oh, it is neat because, you know, as, as you know, at a garden like mine, you know, there just isn't room for many big trees, to say the least. There's barely room for a dwarf in there, you know. Oh, I got a dwarf that I know you can fit in there. Uh, it's called Tattoo. 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 You see, remember the little guy on TV? This is Tattoo. It is all the better part of, let's say, uh, eight inches by... Eight inches, so I've got one for you. you, you it's going to go in your yard. All right. Hey, that I so, can find yes. <laughs> room for. So is it yeah. tattoo? How do you spell that? It's T-A-T-O-O. So oh, tattoo. Tattoo. Oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. So remember, remember the the remember the plane? Well, <laughs> so, yeah, it's a beautiful. It's, I mean, it's a little green ball. It's not very big. Does it get but, good fall color? Uh, it, it's hard with a maple with very small leaves. Um, we have it in Idaho, where's another location where we've been growing. And about a week and a half ago, it started getting a little bit of hey, orange hey, on it. Barry, kind of pretty. Hey, Barry. Yes. Unfortunately, or, well, we, anyway, we have to go to, right to the president right now. We'll get back together right after Fine. this. Thank you. Need to find out if we need to take a break right now, Brian. All right, so we're going to take a break. When we come back, then I'll get Barry Hoffer back on there, and we'll talk about all these great dwarf uh, Japanese maples that I guarantee you can find a spot for in your garden. If I can, you can. Right back, 97.3 Cairo FM. Okay, we're back, and I'm uh, talking to Barry Hoffer, owner of Maples for All Seasons, and uh, we're talking about uh, really cool dwarf Japanese maples because, you know, so many of us don't have those great big uh, gardens that people had in the old days where you could afford to put in big trees, you know. So what else you got on... What do you got that's pretty cool? Okay, another one. 
a beautiful little dwarf is that one called uh, Fairy Hair. Oh, really I love that. One. Yeah. I, Isn't that a neat one? That's it, a cool uh, it one. Has, yes. It, it almost yep. looks like uh, one of those really fine-leaved, um, uh, oh, what the heck is that? Uh, heavenly bamboos, you know, it's the leaves yeah. are really thin on those suckers. Oh, even even I actually call it the like a sea anemone. You know how those those really fine. <laughs> so it, it's almost as fine as hair, and it's really a neat plant. And you look at it, and you think, oh my god, it's going to be as delicate as can be. And I used to treat it that way and put it in the shade, and they all died over and over. So I started putting it out more in the sun and more in the sun. It's like, well, wow, they actually really like the sun, and they do really well. They grow about two, two and a half feet tall. Um, you'd think there wouldn't be much fall color with something with that fine of leaf, and it actually turns uh, right now to really nice and orange. So it's huh? kind of pretty. It's a re- really neat, neat little guy, which I like. I like and, that um, plant. Yeah, I do too. Yeah, I've I, seen it, but I've I don't have one right now, and I want one. <laughs> you got it. Don't worry about. It. I think this was the one that you and I talked about two years ago when we were at Sort of Culture, and I was in the station. I was driving up the freeway, and you were calling a hairy fairy. And when I got to the show, there was about twenty people standing in line waiting for it. And he said, "But no, Cisco said it's hairy fairy. No, 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 it's fairy hair. And fairy no, no, hair. Oh." <laughs> Yeah, and so I had to call you back up on the radio, Cisco. We need to do a retraction real quick. As soon as you switched it and put the name, I started selling them. So, oh, yeah, goodness, could be. Little... That's really funny. <laughs> oh, my yeah, gosh. Yeah, you have to be. <laughs> so everybody believes in what Cisco says. <laughs> uh, hey, so what What are uh, some other really cool? I do love that. Right. So that's hair, uh, fairy hair. Fairy hair. Okay, yes, I finally hair. have that yeah. right. You got it. <laughs> Yes, and we'll get you that one, too. So the other one I really like is one called Sharp's Pygmy, okay? So called Sharp's Pygmy. And so what it looks like is like a green leaf maple. It's a beautiful green leaf. Instead of, a, you know, the, use, usual, the, the usual acer palmatum that gets really big, 20, 30, 40 feet tall, this one only grows about two to three feet tall. Oh. It grows like structure, like a 30-foot maple. So it's a perfect for bonsai-looking style. You don't touch it. You don't prune it. You just leave it alone. And it's a wonderful tree. Fall colors like oranges, reds, Ooh, nice. yellows. Uh, really beautiful. And once again, doesn't take a lot of space in a yard. But also they're great for containers. For oh, yeah. Garden. Well, you now, know. Uh, as long as, yeah. Well, uh, quite often on TV I do uh, containers. You know, because I do those on a lot of TV shows, and uh, a lot of times I'll use these dwarf Japanese maples as a centerpiece in there and grow all kinds of beautiful things around them. That is one cool effect. Yeah, it really is. And what's nice is because, you know, a lot of the younger um, uh, younger generation, which is not buying the houses, they're buying either apartments or something smaller. But they don't—they have a little deck. These are perfect for it in a container, and it and it has seasons to it. And it's pretty, and yeah. So we do really well with them. Um, cool. Another hey, one. Which, hey, Barry, uh, hold yes, hold that yes. thought because we okay. got to go to the news now. But I'll keep you on a little longer so we can talk about a few more of these incredible dwarf Japanese maples. 
So we'll be right back with uh, Barry Hoffer, owner of Maples for All Seasons on 97.3 Cairo FM. For tuning in this morning, and I'm very, very sad about the loss of that life as well. But today I'm talking to Barry Hoffer, owner of Maples for All Seasons, and we're talking about dwarf Japanese maples. And uh, so, uh, hey, Barry, you still there? Yes, sir. Great. Hey, I want to let... We're here. All right. I want to let people know after... uh, So we're going to go to the next break. uh, And then after that, I am going to uh, just answer uh, telephone calls again. So if you've been... Waiting to give me a call, one 973 So I'll take them in the last section of the show. So, uh, Barry, tell me some more about some of these incredible dwarf Japanese maples you've got. Okay. So I've got another one, which is really pretty, and actually has four seasons to it. And what I mean by four seasons is that a lot of people... Don't think it's winter as a season, but actually a lot of maples have absolutely stunning wood colors. So this next one's going to fit into that bracket. It's called Mikawa Yatsubusa. And it's it's in that dwarf to medium-sized dwarf, so it can go from six inches up to what we call six feet. And six feet still a dwarf or semi-dwarf, but it's called Mikawa Yatsubusa. It's known for its outrageous green color wood in the winter uh-huh. so you have something to look at during the winter it's kind of like a like a pea green during the fall is orange red yellow purple fall color and then during the summertime it's uh green but what it's known for is that the leaves grow like a shake or in japanese it means shake or shingle on a roof uh-huh. so it grows in a spiral so the leaves are not northwest, northeast, southwest. They're all circling all the way around. So it's a really neat, tight-looking uh, bush. When it, and when it grows, it grows kind of like a candelabra. So it almost, we call it um, basically living art is what I call it. Wow. So when you put it in a container or your backyard, it'll grow like a chandelier, like a candle, you know, and it, with all the arms, and it looks really fuzzy-looking, uh, that's one of my top smaller uh, dwarf maples that I sell because of the colors and the seasons on it. So, yeah, everybody loves that one. It's, now, that's not the one that looks a lot like marijuana, is it? Guess what we call it? Well, I didn't know if I could see it. Guess what we call it affectionately? Mapleless cannabis. <laughs> <laughs> I've got that one. And that is really a cool Japanese maple. Isn't that a neat one? Yeah. Yeah, I sell that thing like crazy. I bet. Yeah, it's cute, and it doesn't get too big. One I've got is in a pot, and I've had it for quite a while now, and uh, I'd say it's about three and a half feet tall. Yeah, yeah, and it should be, the fall color should be coming out right now really neat. Yeah, everybody who walks by when we do the shows in the spring and summer shows in fall, Oh, everybody last comes by. Oh, that looks like marijuana. Okay, right. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, yeah, <laughs> in the, in the at, legal states, <laughs> at least in Seattle, having that out in my front yard, I'm not going to get arrested yeah. now. You know, 
And they don't need this. I, I've actually had it in some markets where they actually steal it out in the front because they oh, think no it's kidding. marijuana. Oh, geez. Yeah, it's yeah, a, that is a yeah. beauty. I love that Japanese maple. Very attractive. Wonderful. Good. So I got another one which I love. Okay. Now, we're going to go from pal- palmate leaf, which is like the palm of your hand, to more of a lace leaf. And we have one called Irish lace. Oh. I love that one. It's a really beautiful one, and it, and it grows in that kind of uh, compact form, but it grows kind of like a mounding formation. So we, we call it the lace leaf, or dissectum is its true name. Is uh, it, a weep, is it with, weeping, or is it upright? Yes. Yeah, we call it weepy, weeping, cascading. has all those kind of terms that people like to use for it. Yeah, it's great around a water feature, you know, anywhere where it's going to kind of hang over something. It looks really nice. Not very tall. We want to get two, three feet, maybe three feet. It's kind of pushing it on this one. But it's known for its really beautiful green color. Really nice Irish green, bright green. And then uh, in the fall, it turns uh, a fabulous red, uh-huh. crimson red in the fall. Whew. Nice. Love that one. So yeah, re- it sounds really lacy. Very lacy. Yeah. Yeah. There's a whole series of lacy leaf ones. I mean, most people are, are familiar with like Crimson Queen and, you know. Oh, yeah. Red dragon, some of those, but they're not small. Those can get, when I'm pruning some of those trees in the area, some of those are 10, 15 feet tall. They could be as much as 20 feet wide. This is a little guy. This is stuff that you'll put in small, in little gardens and stick them in little hideaway places. And um, it, it can take some sun in your area, which is no problem. Um, the, the bigger issue is that now you're getting a little bit warmer in the summers now, so people don't have a lot of water out this you have to water the maples during the summer don't forget about them yeah because they, they do need it. then i got another one which i love and back to a palmate leaf um this one actually a name of a rooster is called a road island red uh-huh. what it's called road island red and that's a neat compact it's got a leaf you know what the blood good looks like you know kind of that little bit bigger leaf yeah it's got a leaf like a blood good kind of a bigger one stays compact um Stay two, red? Two, two, three feet wide. Two, three. Okay. And, and does that one, the leaves stay red on that? or? Yes. Stay red in the summer. So it goes maroon oh. to red all summer. And then the fall turns crimson, like a crimson red. Ooh. Really nice. And that one can take some heat. I've got it in some California markets, Denver, and also even in Idaho, we've been selling them. And, I mean, it's 100 degrees plus. It doesn't burn. So it, it likes really well. That one would like to be right in full sun, I assume. Yeah, you can put it, especially up in Seattle. I mean, geez, you can put that just about anywhere. You know, that one would do really well. And it does. I just love it. And that's another great one. Oh, and great. then from there, we go to an, I'm sorry. Okay, it's got to be the last one. You got it. So okay. the one I like uh, for a good one, Shana. Oh, I love Shana. I love yeah, that yeah, plant. Maple. Yeah. yeah, I've got that one, and I love it. It's those yeah, little leaves. and oh. Yeah, and it's got like somebody clipped the finger, like like it's got a piece of its finger missing. We call it the, on the leaves. It looks like someone took a, a fingernail clipper and clipped it off. And that's a Shana's a really neat one. I love it. Once again, beautiful maroon spring. Stays pretty much maroonish throughout the summer, and the fall turns that like crimson red. Oh, yeah, it does. And uh, it, really neat. And, and also really 
dark purple wood for the winter. So it's really wow. pretty. Actually, I love that one. Ah, uh, too great. All right. So listen, yeah, Barry, yeah. I really appreciate your being on today. I know you got your yeah. new nursery at Ornamental yeah. Grasses of Puget Sound in Olympia. Hey, there's a link right on the front page of Cisco.com. So all you folks, just go click on that. You can find out right where it is. And uh, just yeah, one last thing. Are you going to be at yeah, Sort of sure. Culture this year? Well, we should, we're, we're planning on it. We, I think last year we could because we were setting up the nursery. Ah, so, okay. Um, that, that, yeah, I mean, I had to skip one year and uh, also taking care of my 94-year-old stepmother. That ah, became yeah. a little bit of a but the nursery was the big one this year. So yeah, yeah, year, that's exciting. Back to normal again. Great. All right. So uh, hey, and I also have a link to Maples for All Seasons on there. So Barry Hoffer, hey, you yep. take care, buddy. I'll see you Thank down you. the road of life here soon. We'll see you in about a month. Hopefully, we'll be having dinner together again. All we'll right, sounds soon. good. Take care. Thank you. Okay, bye. All right, we're taking a break. We'll be right back. Ninety-seven-three Cairo FM. All right, we're in the last section of the show, and we're going to Carol and Shelton. Hey, thanks for calling, Carol. Oh, thank you. Um, listen, I have a small yard, but it, it and it is surrounded, literally surrounded by cedar and fir and large trees, mostly cedar. Now, okay. the cedar uh, fronds or needles are, are some of them are dying, and they fall. So my yard is literally covered, covered with them. And every year I'm out there, you know, sweeping them up or scooping them up or raking them up or blowing them or whatever. And I was doing it again, and I wondered, is it really, is there, does it damage the garden if they just stay there? Well, that's a good question. You know, um, in theory, you should be able to just leave them there. Because, you know, think of the woods Think yeah. of out in the forest, you know, all those fall down. They actually make a wonderful mulch. They break down slowly and become great uh, topsoil. So right. in theory, it should work the, the, by just leaving them. The problem is, evidently, they can make the soil a little more acid. So, you know, having those on there all the time might make it difficult to grow certain plants that prefer more alkaline soil. So, you know, your right. roses might not like it. You know, uh, 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 dahlias might not like it, things like that. Now, the other thing is if they get really, really thick, they could yeah. stop air from getting down into the roots of some plants. Yeah, so, that's an, uh, yeah, yeah. So, you know, if they pack down really bad, that would be the only problem. But uh, so well, there's just a million of them, you know? Oh, you know, that's the funny thing. We call those evergreen trees, but yeah. that's the last thing they are. They're always getting rid of the old needles because they become unproductive and really aren't useful anymore. So Exactly. exactly. And there seem to be more of them this year than in the past, which is what made me really think of it. Yeah, well, you know why? It's because of this drought we're having. Oh, yeah, it's been hard on it's been hard on these trees. Very yeah, hard. it's been hard on them, and you know they they're surviving. Hopefully, most of them, 
But, uh, yeah, so they are dropping more needles than some years. And when that happens, then it can just be a little too much for your for your typical Sorry. garden plant. And these are nothing more than, you know, native and typical. But And I understand I understand breaking down over years, but that's a lot of years to it break is. down. But it, yeah. But okay, if well, you, if, it, well, if you have mainly native, if you have are, almost all native plants, I, pretty I, much. I think you can leave them. Just you don't think? let them mound up too much over the roots of anything more delicate, anything like that. But uh, you can always just rake them away if you want to plant something that's a little more exotic or something. But uh, yeah. I yeah. think you can leave them for the most part. If it's mostly native. Yeah. I, yeah. I don't think yeah. I'd want them around my roses and things too thick. No. And are they, are they needles? Are they fronds? Well, they're they, needles. I they're call ne- them needles. They needles. They're they're modified leaves, is what they are. They're just right. that's yeah. the kind of you know. I mean, there okay, are that, there are so many helps. different kind of uh, evergreen leaves, you know, and needles. Yeah. So you know, each kind has their own type. You know, you look at something like a saguaro false cypress, and they're uh, they, oh, those things. If don't ever prune one. Because uh, you climb up in one of those, you're going to be pulling those little scales out of your back for the next two years. You know, uh, oh, they're the they're the itchiest things I've ever seen in my life. Well, these aren't good either. Let me tell you. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you very much. That answers my question. Looks like I'm really going to be raking it out where. It's yeah, I think, yeah, just there. don't yeah. let them mount up the monstrous amounts. But I do yeah. some experimenting and see how things do. Yeah, I think I will. All right, thank cool. you. Appreciate it. All right, Carol, thank you. Bye. Yeah, it's always a big question. Do you got to rake out all those needles out of the garden? And I think it depends on what kind of plants you're growing in there. But I think with native plants, that's the kind of... That thing you got to remember about natives, though, they're not all, you know, growing right under gigantic conifers and everything. So if they're a native that isn't adapted to that, that could be too much if the needles all fall on there. So you got to be careful for that. Oh, la, la. So I've been looking at the weather report, and it uh, looks to me like we're going to get a lot of rain. <laughs> Looks like to me, I have a rain gauge out there. I forgot to look at it before I came today, but I, you know, it it had, we couldn't even get wet. We were so dry for a while, but I guarantee we're getting wet now. <laughs> and it looks like we're going to get rain every day this week. So I'm going to, so my house is going to smell like a wet dog again, but at least my plants are getting a lot of water and I really appreciate that. Hey, I'm just going to leave you with a few thoughts. I know that that was announced on the news before I came on today, but watch your puppies. You know, once uh, it's really fun to have trick-or-treaters come in the ring, but a lot of kids throw chocolate on the ground. That's not at all good for a puppy dog. And uh, they may talk about that on uh, the cats and dogs, raining cats and dogs after I get off today. But be, be careful. Also be careful where your youngsters Leave their chocolate if you got a pup, because uh, we don't want to make our little puppies not feel good, that's for sure. <laughs> so, hey, I'm happy to announce that uh, Izzy is almost out of heat. <laughs> 
So pretty soon I'm going to get another little puppy to be a buddy with her. Hey, everybody, thanks so much for tuning in. Brian, thanks a lot. Always so great working with you. All right, everyone, uh, enjoy uh, Halloween. It's the funnest holiday of them all. See you next week. Bye-bye.